Hello, you're about to listen to episode 2 of I Suck at Games podcast, where I completely forget to mention the fact that I've decided to call the podcast I Suck at Games. And the reason that I've decided to call the podcast that is because I suck at games. So enjoy this episode of I Suck at Games. people, pod listeners, pod, pod munchers, um, not really sure, uh, how, how should I refer to people listening to this uh, podcast, um, I don't really want to do the generic YouTuber, hey guys, hey guys, um, on, a, on a really, you know, authentic, unique sign in to the people listening. I liked pod munchers. I think I'll go with that. Hey, pod munchers. Um, so I posted the first episode uh, of the podcast on SoundCloud about an hour ago. Um, and uh, had a couple of responses. You know, obviously, it's not going to be uh, overwhelmingly uh, you know, popular within an hour. Um, or probably ever. But there was a few people who said they liked the format idea of me just... Recording this in my during my commute, um, and uh, but one of the uh, the, the, the main uh, criticism was the inclusion of um, a horrible snotty uh, phlegmy noise that I made when I was talking about the fact that I had a bit of a. Co- Sorry about that. Uh, just had a phone call from uh, my wife. Um, she interrupted the last the last one as well, a couple of times with her phone calls, um, and it was only like one one minute twenty seconds in as well. That's, I wonder what's if I keep doing these. What's the what's the closest she can get to when I start doing one? Um, because she doesn't know about these. So she doesn't know she's interrupting. Anyway, I was saying um, that apparently people listening to podcasts don't want to hear. Don't want. They don't want to hear people flemming the guts up. Uh, they don't want to hear that noise. It conjures up all sorts of uh, disgusting imagery in their minds. Um, I don't know what you people want. But, uh, I'm, I'm kidding. I kind of knew that that was a bit should probably have taken that out um, but it was just sort of the hi- to highlight the fact that I might sound a bit blocky and a bit nasally and a bit bugged up um, because I was ill I'm technically I'm still a bit ill um, both me and my daughter have been ill for the past three weeks and it sort of feels like we're getting towards the tail end of it now uh, but it's still lingering about like a bad smell um, around so there's the occasional sniffle and snuffle but other than that uh should be sounding okay um so thanks for the feedback uh those people (coughs) i'll try and keep this and all future podcasts snot free and phlegm free okay um so i'm currently driving home from work had a long busy day at work um and I'm heading towards the A1 
which, oh well, I'm heading towards the M1, and I'll take the M18 and then the A1 home to uh, near Leeds. It is uh, February, tomorrow is Valentine's Day, um, so I've got a card from my lovely wife. Uh, we're not doing presents this year, um, but we've got each other a card. Maybe we'll maybe go out and celebrate our love for each other that way. Um, but I wanted to talk about a recent experience I had with virtual reality. Um, so just to sort of, because because over the weekend I visited. Well, I say I. I mean we. And when I say we, I mean me and my lovely wife and daughter. Um, we visited some relatives of mine, and I mean ours, they were our relatives really, um, and my nephew got PlayStation VR for Christmas, and we had a, we had a go on that. Uh, but before I get into all that stuff, uh, I want to just mention like my views on VR and what I, what I think about it, um, and I'll just start by saying that I don't feel that informed to make a, a educated opinion on VR, but here's here's what I've got um, in my opinion sack. Uh, so, <coughs> sorry, sorry, no, I coughed. Hopefully, it's not uh, it's not enough to make you want to stop listening, because I I, I was look I I didn't realise, but on SoundCloud you can see how long people were listening for. And they'd listen to like the six, seven minute mark, which is roughly about the time when I, when I did the, uh, I sort of snorted. Um, so I wonder if I have that same reaction to the to the cough. Hopefully not. Hopefully coughs are okay. Um, but anyway, my relationship with VR, I always kind of viewed it as it's going to be a fad. It's going to be a fan. It's going to be another Connect. It's going to be another Wii Fit board. It's going to be another iToy. It's going to be another one of those uh, those things. I've sort of always viewed it with that. Uh, and I think it's because my first experience with VR, uh, it wasn't that great, uh, to be honest. I was a bit underwhelmed. Um, it was at an event called Platform Expos, uh, which was in Hull, the city of culture, 2017. Uh, that's my hometown, and they they did this expo there, gaming expo, where they had a few people showing off games they were working on and stuff. And uh, in one of the corners of the hall, the, the, the town hall where it was taking place, they had an Oculus Rift game. Uh, and at the time, this was quite early days, I think, of the Oculus Rift. Um, trying to remember when it would have been, maybe four or five years ago. Um, and anyway, uh, my nephew was with me, funnily enough, the one that recently got a PlayStation VR. I think this was his first experience with it as well. Um, but the game, I remember queuing up for about half an hour just to play this game. And the game was, all it was, was you sat in a canoe and you canoed down a river. And that was it. That was the experience. Uh, there was a section where there was a man on a jetty who spoke to you, I think. Uh, that was it. And uh, first of all, I remember thinking that the game didn't 
It didn't look that great. Didn't look very, uh, you know, polished. Um, so that was the first thing. But the other thing is uh, the decision to put the player in control of a canoe. Um, so you're already wearing a headset, which is a bit disorienting. Uh, and then they decide, I know, well, let's put the player in a canoe and get them to try and navigate this river with in with a headset on as well. Um, so that was that was also a bit of a challenge. I found they the controls were very tricky. It was as if uh, you were you had a fake controller in your hand and you had someone watching your hand movements with the real controller and they were trying to mimic your movements uh, as actual input for the game. That's what it felt like when you were trying to control this game. Um, because I remember, but you were bumping into stuff and everybody was doing it because you would, you would, sat, you would stand in line uh, and watch everyone have the exact same experience over and over again. They canoe down this river, they bump into stuff and then they get to the end. Um, I think maybe if you didn't see it beforehand, maybe if they made it so that you couldn't just watch what, what you were about to experience um, six times over before having that experience yourself, maybe that would have improved things a bit. I don't know. Maybe everything just added up. You know, the, the fact that it didn't look great, the fact that it was, it was early days of VR, the fact that I'd seen this experience played out by other people about six times before my experience um, and also the controls were like ass um, I, I think all of these things culminated in me not really uh, appreciating the experience as much as I'd have liked um, there were, I, mean, I mean I remember lo looking around moving my head and looking around and being able to look at things, that was pretty cool um, and watching like leaves falling and you'd be like, oh, I'm going to get a leaf in my face. And then realising, oh, actually, there's, there's nothing there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm OK, there's no leaf in my face. Um, so that was, my, that was my first experience with VR. And I didn't, I didn't really... I think because I was so underwhelmed by it all, because I just wasn't impressed, um, I just didn't bother seeking it out again as another experience. Although I had opportunity to do so, I just never thought. I was just all. I always thought it was a bit meh. Is it meh? It's just going to be a fad. It's gonna. It's not going to last. Um, fast forward to present day, and the, we've had other VR headsets spring up. We've had the PlayStation release the PlayStation VR, um, essentially mainstreaming the VR headset thing. Um, allowing the, the common man to purchase a headset and play it on their console at home. Um, so I think that's sort of been a good uh, a boost uh, for, for VR. And I've just sort of learned a bit more about VR recently. I've been to a few talks on VR games. Um, I've been chatting with a few VR developers who showed me some of the stuff that they're doing. Uh, and it does look pretty cool. And... Uh, like I say, me and my wife and my daughter, uh, who is one, went to uh, my sister's on over the weekend on Saturday. And my nephew said, do you want to have a go on PlayStation VR? He got it for Christmas. Um, I remember seeing, I saw like videos of my dad playing VR at their house. Uh, 
he, I, I'm not really sure what he looked like, some sort of buffoon, one, like spinning around in circles, uh, looking amazed. I'm always conscious about people's like mouths when they were playing VR. Like I don't know what mine looked like, but I imagine it was just like gaping open. Like I had no, I, I wasn't thinking about what my mouth was doing. I was too busy in this other reality. Um, <coughs> sorry, sorry. Cough number two on the cough counter. Too much coffee. I've had too much coffee. Um, so I said, yeah, let's have a go on VR. Let's have a, let's have a try at it. So he was like, right, these are the, these are the games I've got. These, these are your options. I've got Kitchen, the Resident Evil uh, VR experiment thing. Uh, Job Simulator, and he had Batman VR as well, um, and some other stuff. Uh, my first instinct was to try and get my wife to have the first go and get her to play the uh, Resident Evil kitchen game um, because she is, uh, to put it in the nicest terms, a big scaredy cat. Uh, she is, she very easily gets frightened. I mean, uh, we watched Doctor Who and that's a pretty tame TV show, but she's terrified of it. I think she, we watched the uh, what's it called? Don't blink the weeping angels episode, the very first one of that, and uh, I think she cried a bit at, with that episode. Like she point blank refuses to watch Jurassic Park. Just point blank will not watch Jurassic Park. It is too frightening. It's too scary. If there's even a hint of any any element of fear in any media that we're watching, she'll shut it down. I don't want to watch this. I'm not. I don't, I don't want to get scared. I'm too scared. I'll have nightmares. Um, so that's the kind of that's what she, that's her relationship with uh, with scary experiences. So naturally, I wanted her um, to, to play a kitchen the kitchen VR game. Um, uh, so I tried my best uh, to you know just oh, oh Sam do you, do you want to have a go do you want to have a go on VR have a go on this ki this this ki kitchen game uh, kitchen game it's not so scary it's not a scary game no. Then my nephew pipes up, it's, uh, you, uh, you're a chef, you play as a chef, yeah, you're a chef in the kitchen, that sounds lovely, doesn't it? Um, but she she quickly saw through our our guys and realised we were trying to make her play something that was a bit scary. Uh, so she said, no, I don't, I, I, I'm not going to do that. Um, so I said, fair enough. Um, to be honest, it's probably a good thing, she probably would have ended up uh, in tears, floods of tears, uh, filling up the VR headset. Um, and causing water damage, and then we'd have to pay my nephew for a new headset, uh, which nobody wanted. So uh, it's probably a good thing in the end. But she, um, so she said no. So I said, all right, I'll have a go at it. Um, now I've just pre-warned everybody. I've uh, a bit embarrassed by this, but I've never played a Resident Evil game. Um, the PlayStation One console sort of passed by me. I was a, a Nintendo guy. I had a Nintendo 64, and then I had a PlayStation 2 after that, but it was never, it's, I, can't, I think it's just the horror genre in general. I've never been, uh, it's, not that I, it's not that I find it frightening, he says, um, but it's just, I, I've never sort of, I've never been in, into it. I've never been into it. I mean, I, I liked the, uh, well, I like some horror films, but I've never, I've never sort of been into that genre. Just throughout my childhood, it was never a thing I was into. So I didn't really pick up Resident Evil and never got into it. So it's just one of those things. So really this kitchen game was my first experience with the Resident Evil franchise. So I said, right, 
let's have a go. <coughs> so, uh, one, the first thing he pointed out was, oh, sorry, hang on, that's cough number three. Number three on the cough counter. Uh, the first thing my nephew pointed out was that you, with the PlayStation VR, you get this miniature PlayStation 4, which is adorable. Um, but think what I think would probably irritate me that it's taking up more shelf space. Um, but it does look quite cool, that, um, the little mini thing. Um, and then he sort of, it's, it was like he, he, this VR headset attached to a bunch of Christmas tree lights tangled together. You get so many wires with these headsets, it's ridiculous um, how they all connect to each other. Um, I was like, how does how does this even work? It's like just a whole like spaghetti junction of cables attached to each other. But it but it works. So I put the headset on, uh, adjusted it to, uh, to fit my my face, um, and put the the earbuds in, um, and my nephew pressed play on the on the thing. So then the. If you've played the Resident Evil Kitchen thing, you'll you'll obviously know what happens. But if you if you, for those that haven't, you start off, uh, you're in like this uh, decrepit building, like a it's it's set in a kitchen, uh, believe it or not, and um, but it's like a really old, rundown kitchen. Imagine a kitchen in Fallout 4. That's the that's the state of the kitchen um, that I was that you that you wake up in, and you're you wake up and you're you have the, the the motion PlayStation uh, uh, DualShock controller in your hands, um, and you're sat in a chair, and you you realise in front of you there's a video recorder recording your face, and your hands are tied together, uh, which I thought was a clever, like quite a clever way of getting around the um, the fact that you can't really you know use your your hands. Your hands are tied together, but as you move the the PlayStation controller. Your, your hands move, like they're still tied together, but your hands move in the game, but you're obviously, you're holding the controller, so it's like the motion, the motions that your hands make in real life are mimicked in the game. So that was quite a nice, uh, 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 quite a clever way to get around the whole, how do we, what do we do with the player's arms and things like that. Um, so that's the first thing that you, you, that you notice, that you can, you can move your hands around. So I was looking around and there's uh, what I thought initially, like my problem with, when I was playing this, I was told afterwards, is that I felt compelled to narrate every single thing I was doing to everyone else in the room, which was my sister, my brother-in-law, my dad, uh, my brother-in-law's mum, my nephew, my niece, uh, my wife, and my one-year-old daughter um, as well. So I, I felt just the, the overwhelming need to tell them what, what was happening on screen for me. It, even though they could obviously see what was happening on screen. But I think there's some logic there where I was like, I'm wearing this headset, the headset's got the screen on, they can't see. So I was like telling them. Um, but I, I couldn't help it, I couldn't help myself. So I, I, with the, started, the game started, I was like, oh, I'm tied to a chair, there's a camera in front of me, I'm in a kitchen, there's a dead, bo there's a dead body over there. Or, or I assumed it was a dead body anyway. Um, so that's how it started off. <coughs> Pardon me. Oh, what's that? Number four. Cough number four. I wonder what we'll we'll get to by the end of this uh, this podcast. Um, and then uh, some on-screen prompts came on, and they were telling me to to thrust the PlayStation controller forward. Um, so I, I sort of did that. Nothing was really happening, and then I sort of I wasn't doing I wasn't thrusting it enough. So then I did it a bit more, 
and then knocked over the camcorder, I think. Uh, yeah, knocked, knocked, knocked it over and it fell over. And I'm guessing that the, the impact of that caused the, the dead body to wake up. I kept calling it a dead body, but it wasn't a dead body. He was alive. Um, he was just asleep. He was sleeping. So then this guy wakes up, and then uh, he's like, what's happening? Where am I? And he starts wandering around. And then he gets, like, properly in your face, squinting and staring at you as if he's looking at uh, one of those magic puzzle images that you've got to stare at, and then they eventually they, you see what the image is. And he was just properly staring at me. He was getting right, really close to my face, like, uncomfortably so. Um, so I, my initial reaction was to try and hit this man in the face with, uh, with my hands. So I was using the controller to try and punch this guy in the face, but it wasn't, uh, they hadn't accounted for people trying. Sorry, I just had another phone call from my, my lovely wife there. Um, so yeah, I was trying to punch this guy in the face, wasn't happening, and then he, uh, he, he finds a knife. And I'm like, oh no, he's gonna stab me. But then he's, he's then you, you present your, your tied up wrists to the guy, um, and then he, he goes to try and you know cut you free. But during this time, I did notice in the background there was um, a female character who uh, who was this you know she had long black hair, dressed in rags. It kind of looked like um, I think she was meant to be some sort of spooky apparition. But I noticed her, and I remember at the time I was like, "There's a girl! There's a girl there! There's a girl there in the background! Look! Look! There's a girl behind the counter!" And I remember hearing my wife in. Out, out of the ear going, no, 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 I'm not watching it, scary, you. Um, so, so there was that, and everyone, and then I heard other people going, I know, we can bloody see her, we can see it, stop shouting. So I had that as well. Uh, I didn't pay them any heat though, I just kind of continued to shout, there's a girl, there's a girl behind you, it's gonna, she's gonna get you. Um, and then she stabs the guy, I think. So she stabs the guy, uh, and then the guy falls down, and then the girl is uh, looking at you, right in your face. She's about to stab you, I think. And then the guy gets up and he like tries to smack her over. Uh, I don't really know what his plan is there, but he, his idea is that he's trying to save you. But he, he just sort of limply falls into the, the girl. And then, sorry, pardon me. And then she takes that as an opportunity to stab him multiple times. And then she drags him around the corner. And then you hear various... Uh, slicing and stabbing sounds and then not a lot's happening uh, at this point so I'm just using this as an opportunity to look around and then she throws his head his decapitated head at you and lands on the floor um, so that was quite funny um, seeing that and I was like oh no the guy's head and then um, I was like wait looking around waiting for the girl to come back and then um, eventually she appears on top of your head or from behind you but I remember I was trying to look behind me because obviously you can look around 360 degrees so I was trying to look behind me but there was nobody there but she was like hanging up above me as if she was like she must have been hanging from the ceiling that's the the only thing I can sort of gather uh, and then she goes ahead and stabs you kills you in the face um, so that's quite it's quite an experience um, my, my thoughts afterwards that I, I thought it was I thought it was interesting I would have liked to have 
seen a bit more like if I could have done a bit more with my hands during that time because like you, you had you could move your arms around and you could push the camera over but if there was like other things that I could do while, during this time would have been good because you sort of it was more like a movie really that you sat and watched um, so that was that was that experience um, thought it was okay uh, but I was really looking forward to Job Simulator. Job Simulator looked like the kind of game I would enjoy. Um, the only VR game I've watched someone play, a YouTuber play, uh, was Accounting uh, by Crows Crows Crows, uh, designed by William Pugh, designer of Stanley Parable, um, and Dr. Lanzakov because I'm a big fan of their stuff and what they do and I enjoy it uh, so I wanted to see what accounting was like because I thought I'm never going to uh, play it because that VR isn't my thing this is what I thought at the time um, and thought that looked great you know all the, uh, you, could, you had your hands there were mouse pointers for some reason you could move them around and stuff uh, I thought that looked good and from what I'd seen of Job Simulator it looks like that similar style it's like a it's like a humorous game was like cartoony like visuals um, and I quite quite liked the look of it so um, they loaded up Job Simulator and I chose to do the Office Worker one uh, I'd love to play the other ones but I felt like you know I've come here to visit my family and, uh, and I'm spending the majority of my time in an alternate reality um, Although, hang on, one thing I forgot to mention when I was playing the uh, kitchen game was that during the game, my daughter, my one-year-old daughter, just came up to me and sort of, like, grabbed my leg, just, like, to hug my leg and held on to me. But that was, that was easily the most frightening thing that happened during that entire, that, that entire experience. I was like, ah, something's grabbed hold of my leg <laughs> during this game. Because, I mean, all the, the fur in the head things and getting stabbed in the knee, that's all well and good. But when she grabbed my leg, my daughter grabbed my leg when I was in this experience, that was the most frightening thing. I think that's one of the main things that puts me off about VR, is that when you've got that headset on, um, if you're playing with your mates, they can easily smack you in the balls as hard as they want to, or punch you in the face, or do absolutely anything to you, and you will not see it coming. I, always, I have this fear that you know people are going to buy these VR headsets to play at home, and they're going to they're going to be sat through a game, finish it, take the headset off. And then they realise that their house has been burgled while they've been sat there. Because you have headphones in and you, your vision's just like covered up. You can't see anything and you can't hear anything if you've got the headphones on loud enough. So somebody could easily like, rob you of all your possessions. Uh, they, could, they could have sat next to you and taken a selfie while you were playing this game and you wouldn't have known. Anyway, I'm, I'm rambling, I'm, getting, I'm going on a tangent of my irrational fear of VR. So I, we've played Job Simulator. Um, and I really, I really, really enjoyed Jump Simulator. I thought it was really good. Um, I think that is probably a good entry-level VR experience to have because yes, you can move, you can move around and look, but you've also got 
hands, you get given, we, so we use the uh, PlayStation Move controllers uh, that act as hands. Uh, you can't do a great deal, but you can like grab stuff and you can press buttons and things. Um, and I thought that was a that was a really good experience. The um, the, the only problem with that though was I my I kept like moving around so much that my earbuds were were falling out. Um, so I had to ask my nephew, uh, who was who was basically the VR technician during this whole time. Uh, I had to ask him to keep popping them back in. And then the third time it happened, I was like, right, just shove them in as far as they'll go. Um, and he, he really did a number on my ears. He really shoved them right in there. I think, like, the buds were touching brain. Um, he shoved them in that far. But when he did that, I literally couldn't hear anything other than the game. I could not hear anyone speaking to me outside the game. I was totally immersed in this job simulation of being an office worker. Um, so yeah, I thought that that game was quite humorous. Um, so I mean, I'm, I can't. I'm not going to do a play-by-play -play of the whole game because there was, uh, there was it was it involved a lot of little tasks in it. Um, so you'd have to do things like first you'd have to make a cup of a uh, cup of coffee. So you have to have to get a mug and you have to put it under the coffee machine. Like you're like picking up and uh, put place in the mug and then you press the button to produce and fill it with coffee. Um, and then you have to like type log into your uh, computer by typing in a password and you can like control a mouse as well I thought that was quite a cool little thing like your hand is controlling a mouse um, so there was lots of cool little things like that um, there was a lot of also like little touches like little secrets that you could discover so like there was a game of like flappy uh, it was like a flappy bird clone basically but it was uh, you could eject the disc uh, drive place a uh, CD in um, and then you'd close it up and then it would load uh, whatever disc you'd put in so you could like play, essentially play a Flappy Bird clone while you were in VR in the office um, so that was quite cool uh, there was also uh, at one point you get given a rule book which is on fire uh, I'm guessing it was a joke to do with You've you like you're being negligent in your job and like just adjusting uh, numbers on spreadsheets so that they look good, uh, just like real life. And then um, so you get this burning rule book and there's this during the whole game there's this photocopier on the desk. Um, and so I I put the burning rule book in the photocopier and just kept making loads of copies so that my desk space was just full of books that were on fire, just piles and piles of them. Um, and then you could like throw things around as well, so I kept throwing books at, into other cubicles. I bet you that they had like paper aeroplanes there that you could pick up and throw. One nice little touch that I thought was good was that you could pick up donuts and eat them but you could also, there was like stale donuts in the trash can. So you could duck down, put your hand in the trash can, dra dra uh, grab a stale donut, hold it to your face, your, uh, your avatar? Would it be an avatar? Is it an avatar if it's virtual reality? I don't suppose it is. What is it then? VR avatar. VR avatar. Your VR avatar eats the uh, donut. See, I've just, I've just coined that term. So if you see that... Uh, being brought into the, the games development lexicon. V 
VR avatar, uh, VR avatar, then that, that's it. VR avatar, you know, VR avatar. So if that, that's a, that's down to me. I just came up with that. You've just witnessed that moment. Um, so my VR avatar, if you if you hold it up, he'll eat the stale donut, and then he'll pro, he'll uh, projectile vomit all over the desk, and it's brilliant. Um, so that that was a nice touch. You could also pinch the glasses from the because it's like there's your co-workers are, are like flying computer monitors uh, because it's the, the premise is that it's a museum um, of. Uh, this is a museum and you can go and you see how jobs were done back in the olden days. So I'm guessing it's set in the future. Um, so like your co-workers uh, are just these flying video screens that talk to you. But uh, you can like, and some of them wear glasses and you can take them off their faces and put them on your own. Um, so yeah, really like lots of little touches like that of, on top of the main gameplay which was essentially, you know, do a series of tasks within this cubicle. Um, but I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed uh, throwing stuff around. Um, so yeah, that was that was really cool. Um, I'm just gonna uh, break away for a second. Uh, I need to phone my wife again and uh, just tell her that I'm almost home, so she can put my my pasta in for tea. Um, so I'll be back in two seconds. Um, so just a couple of other sort of fight. <coughs> oh, pardon me. That's number five on the cough counter. Um, just a couple of other final thoughts um, about Job Simulator. Um, really, really fun. I thought it was. I thought it was good. Um, would like to play the other jobs. Um, but one thing that I felt was missing was I was doing all this stuff and uh, like I said earlier I was I was I felt compelled to commentate every action I was doing so I was like oh there's a stapler I'm gonna throw the stapler oh what does this do oh I'm gonna try this oh I can throw things at the I can I can throw uh, books and uh, objects at the, my co-workers I can do this and that and the other and then people later I asked my wife I said was it was it funny? watching me do that, uh, play that game. I was interested in the, in the spectator experience of watching someone on VR. And she said, no, it wasn't funny to watch you do all that stuff. Um, so I was like, right, fair enough. But I'm, I'm thinking if there's some way that they could participate, they could participate in this game, if they, you know, if they had, because uh, it doesn't matter what's on the big screen, because my screen on my face uh, can be different to what's on the big screen. So imagine like they have split screen on the like four-way split screen on the uh, on the big TV, and I'm my screen is one of them, but the other three are uh, the other players in the room, and maybe they're controlling the co-workers that are that are moving around this office space. Um, Maybe they've got to come and give you jobs to do every so often, and then, or, or they've got to disrupt you, or something like that. I felt it was missing something like that. I feel like maybe if it, if I was just sat at home playing it on my own, it might have been different. I might have thought it was fine, but the fact that I was in a room full of people experiencing this game and felt compelled to try and involve them somehow, I felt that it needed to be, they needed some sort of involvement. Um, 
I ended up just irritating them by shouting out everything that I was doing. Um, so that was that's the only sort of design thought I had around it. Um, the other thing, uh, my wife did have a go on the VR. Uh, she played a game. Basically, you go into a, 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 a sea cage underwater that drops down, and you see um, sea animals. You see sea animals in the sea, and they are swimming around. Um, and it's meant to sort of emulate that experience of being in a, a sea cage. What are they called? A cage. A cage that gets dropped down in the sea. Sea cage. I'm going with sea cage. Um, so she did that. And I, as a spectator, it looked quite boring. It looked quite um, dull. There wasn't a lot really going on. You could look around. You couldn't interact with the environment at all. Um, but I suppose it's just a different sort of experience, really. It's, you have the VR ones that you can you can do stuff in, and then there's ones that you just sit and watch and you can move around. Um, but it was fine for her. She thought it was interesting. Um, she said it made her feel dizzy. Um, but yeah, the only other thing as well, uh, I was when I was playing Job Simulator, I um, I. I I uh, was throwing things at one of the bots that was flying around and accidentally hit my nephew in the face. So that's the other thing, you need to have a good space around you. Um, I almost, almost hit my, door, hit my daughter as she was running around um, because there's, um, there's a, a bin, there's like a bin at knee level in, in your cubicle. So I was like kneeling down trying to put things in the bin or take something out of the bin and I sort of knelt down but unaware and almost like smacked my daughter on the top of the head but I think I sort of I think I did do it but it was just like a light tap it wasn't enough to make her uh, cry in pain so it was just like a little bonk gotcha but I was like I was like Lottie that's my daughter Lottie you need to Someone needs to keep her away. She's she's invading on my. I'm in another reality right now. I can't interact. She's invading this other reality that I'm in. She's breaking my experience. Um. So yeah, those are that was my first experience with with VR. Well, my second experience, but I'm gonna count that as my like my first proper experience because I don't feel like the first one uh, with the canoe really did it justice. Uh, I think that. It's, I was speaking with a guy called Gary from a company in Manchester called Sigtrap Games that make uh, Sub-Level Zero, which is out now on PlayStation 4 and Xbox, um, which has VR capabilities, I think. I don't think I'm wrong in saying that. The PC version definitely does. But anyway, he was saying, uh, because they've, they've done stuff with VR, his view is that VR is not the next step of gaming. If you look at VR and think, this is what all gaming is gonna evolve into, he says, I don't think that's the case. Um, what VR is, is instead a separate strand. It's almost as if video games is now split in two. You've got traditional stuff moving forward in their direction, and VR is moving things forward in a different direction. So this is a critical point in, in games uh, history where we're gonna see a shift and we're gonna see a new medium. 
so that which is VR and an augmented reality. This is a new medium, although it's oh, it's an extension of games, but it's it's its own medium in its own right. Um, and I think there's something to that. I don't feel like all video games are going to be VR. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, but I certainly, after experiencing that, kind of feel like that VR will have its own its own uh, subcategory next to video games. So you'll have books, film, TV, music, VR, video games. And there'll be like a separate thing, VR, augmented reality. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm almost home now. So I've been rambling for an awful long time, uh, probably too much. Um, Hopefully next time I'll be talking a bit more about Shadow of the Colossus, a bit more. I've st- I haven't gone back to it since the last uh, the last time I, I recorded anything. Um, but yeah, if you get a chance to experience Job Simulator, go for it. Um, yeah, so uh, thanks to those that are listening. Please give me feedback. I want feedback on how you're, en- how you're enjoying it. Is there anything I should do differently? Um, but... Until next time, pod munchers. I'm going to stick with pod munchers. Until next time, um, see you later. Have a good one. ta One thing I'll add is that uh, when uh, we were driving home, I was like t- to Sam, I was like, so what do you think of it? What do you think about VR? What do you think? She was like, you're not having one. You're not having one. I was like, what do you mean? Well, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't cope with that. You were shouting and screaming everything you were saying the whole time. So it obviously got on her tits a bit. You're about to listen to a podcast that's called I Suck at Games, where I completely m- forget to. Oh, fuck. <laughs>